Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Um, IS had a little shock for me this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What what did IS do to you today? Oh, well, you know, this week it was just that, you know, I offhanded made a possible suggestion for the mythic hero and i asked it's like you know yeah that's it yep move it up just move it up i don't care what you got to do to get the chaos goddess done get her in there uh yep. and yeah we did it we'll, we'll, we'll definitely we'll talk about that. that yep cool so yeah that it was quite funny because i didn't know what was going on in, on in discord when people were calling us out but um we'll uh we'll definitely talk a bit about that and and our shenanigans from from the last episode we will not talk about papa asker's pelvis bones okay everybody uh don't worry and yet we already have yes okay next episode this episode is the last episode we bring it up next episode completely clean of papa asker's pelvis all right let's look at the banners let's look at what's currently on the platter of summoning we've got bartra and furs battle that goes until the 3rd of april mythic heroes banner goes until the 5th of april heroes with bond skills as well as on the 5th ending uh destructive forces ends on the 7th beyond darkness ends on the 10th regal rabbits ends on the 19th heroes at the fair ends on the 21st and finally fair hmm you said her- heroes at the fair. Oh, yeah. It sounded like you said heroes at the fair. So. Well, they're heroes, but they're actually, yeah, you're right. Hairs, sure. hairs at the fair uh, ends on the 21st of April. And finally, the Spring Festival, if you're looking for to complete your bunny set, the uh, Spring Festival banner ends on April 22nd. Eddie, you've got a good chunk of text here. I want to know how your summoning went because I think it went a bit better than mine. Well, um, it's debatable on whether you could say it went better or not i Mm. probably got more five stars than you uh but you know we'll discuss that in a moment but uh first off i did hop into the barter and fur bound hero battle banner and got a free carla off of the free summon Hmm. so that was a nice little uh thing there um i dove into the yoon banner looking for of course yoon and um grave selica since you know Brave Selka wasn't on the Brave Hero banner last August. Uh, I swear she wasn't there. The amount of orbs I threw into that thing, she couldn't have been there. She, you know. Oh yeah, um, you did. You were still looking for Brave Selka. Yep, she was the last of this year's Brave units that I didn't have yet. Uh, since you know last year's Brave Hero banner, when it launched, only had Hector on it. Uh, but I did manage to um, early on in the uh, Yoon banner. I, not quite a pity break because I didn't have a pity rate yet, really. On the second ring, I managed to get 11. Uh, popped up on me. Uh, but that was just the start of his stalking. Uh, I did eventually did manage to get a Brave Celica. I think I got a Halloween Kagero on the way to this Brave Celica. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, proving she does exist. Uh, and then I got a Spare, or Spare Air. You know, um, <laughs> Good one. I, I, I was like, a spare. Oh, a spare air. Yes, because I could be mispronouncing it, but I've been pronouncing her name air, so... I think it... it I, how else would you pronounce it? Yep, as, e- as was discussed earlier today in um, uh, Discord, my dad, 
dad joke game is quite strong. Well, yeah, I was going to say you mentioned Halloween Kagero and um, <laughs> Void said he, yeah. got, he got two of them. I got two alcoholic ninjas. <laughs> and you said, uh, you said, oh, yeah, and call me in the morning. Well, it's just the way he said it. I'll take two alcoholic ninjas. Like people, you know, you used to say, take two of these and call me in the morning. Yeah, so. yeah. Back when yeah, medicine that. was take two of these and yeah. call me in the morning. <laughs> yep. So I win with that joke, and uh, but I did keep Yoon hunting after that and got another drunk ninja. Oh, uh, wow. And if she is just serving the wine, I will have to pass for fear of blunt trauma. Um, <laughs> you know, her throwing wine bottles at my head, I'll, I'll pass. Yeah, uh, she's not very got, nice. Yeah, then got eleven and eleven and eleven and eleven. Um, you know, what? How many did you get? I don't know. I lost track. I may be exaggerating there a bit. Uh, there was definitely one uh, ring where, like, um, as was shown in Discord, someone got two Halloween Kageros on a ring. Mm-hmm. I got two Levens on a ring. Huh. So, I lost track. Um, I did get a spare Celica on a ring with no green orbs. Uh, then I finally managed to get a Yoon, and she was a gracious Chaos Goddess and gave me a legendary Azura in the ring with her. Oh, nice. So, so you got what you were looking for eventually. Yep. Sounds like it. Um, I, on so. the other hand, did not get any five stars this week, um, which, you know, is not is typical with the way I summon. I hadn't saved up a bunch of orbs. I kind of got real lucky on the Regal uh, Rabbit's Banner last week and, and had gotten three yeah. or two of the five stars plus a couple of, couple of pity breakers. But I, I was we were so close to the Mythic Banner, I wasn't really thinking, so I only had about 40 orbs. And I am trying to pull for Yoon just to kind of have, you know, the mythic hero. Um, I think yeah. this would this would be the first one I missed because I do have both Duma and uh, Air. No, everyone has Air. So true, true. Yeah, and a lot of people might have been able to get Duma from the the wild one quarter banner that was unveiled. But um, back in back in February or March, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, but no, nothing really of note, although I have hit a pause on the Regal Rabbits as I try to track down this mythic hero, or at least one hero from this banner, and I don't have any of the heroes on the green, so I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning green and maybe picking away at either uh, red or blue, because I don't have Legendary Ryoma or Legendary Azura, so I'd be fine with either of those colors uh, secondary, but I have yep. been leaning green for sure. Yeah. Yep. It's been Sorry. a, it's been no, it's just been a slow week uh, in terms of summoning for me. Uh, I mean, it's unfortunate. I, I, I said to myself I would prioritize mythic and legendary banners, and uh, I gotta be honest, the end of the month kind of snuck up on me. I don't know how it did, but it did. Um, yeah, the month kind of snuck past on me as well. Yeah. Like wow, it really is almost April. Yeah, April is literally in a couple days, and we will certainly be talking about what's coming in the near future. But before we do that. Eddie, why don't you run down what the current events are in the game? As always, we have a new arena season, Blessed Gardens, Tactic Drills, Rival Domains, and Ether Raid season. Uh, the Tempest Trial, blo- uh, Tempest Trial uh, to Defy the Gods, with that uh, well-dressed Loki in there, is going on till the second. The Bound Hero Battle for Barter and Fur is going on till the third. The Repeat Tap Battle is running till the fourth. And uh, Mythic Hero Battles are running till the 5th. 
Yeah. And then for upcoming events, starting by our next episode, April 6th, we've got the Voting Gauntlet starting on April 1st. We'll talk a bit more about that in a little bit. Grand Hero Battle Revival Garen starts on the 3rd of April. Heroes Which with... he can also be used for the Voting Gauntlet because he's part of it. Yep. And Heroes with Odd Wave Skills Banner starts on the 5th of April, as well as Anima Blessing Quest starting right on the 6th as we start our next episode. But uh, that brings us into our topic, which, of course, we're going to talk about Mythic Yoon. Is it Yoon or Yune? Did we... Um, I've never heard it pronounced anywhere, so I just been calling her Yoon. It could be Yune. Mm -hmm. We'll call her Yoon, because Yune sounds really weird. I don't know why yeah, I... There, there's no accent to tell me that you're supposed to pronounce the E with, you know, give any emphasis to the E, so... Yeah. Well, let's break it down. Yoon, Chaos Goddess, flying in from Radiant Dawn, we have the Chaos Goddess Yoon as a green flying mythic dark mage. Say that six times fast. Her unique that, weapon... That, 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 that. <laughs> God, Okay. Yeah, you 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 win. <laughs> that was good. I've never actually heard someone uh, do that, but that's a good one. I'm sure people do it all the time, but still, it's the first they've used on me. Uh, enjoy that one, folks. Uh, her unique weapon is Chaos, Mani- Chaos Manifest, which grants resistance plus three. And if her foe has a debuff from skills like Panic or Threaten or Negative Status Effects, like those from Gravity or Candlelight Staves, she gets a uh, plus six attack and a guaranteed follow-up attack. Her mythic skill is Chaos Named, which puts a debuff of minus five on the highest of the foe's stats, excluding HP attack, uh, which is calculated with a minus 15 for comparison. For foes within three columns of her and resistance three or more lower than her resistance... Oh man, this is one of those spills, sp- spills spells that are like... A pair, like a book long is that what i'm thinking here yeah kind of okay well i'll get through this and we'll, we'll talk more about it uh then her resistance at the start of the turn she also has a new version of sabotage which affects resistance as well as glacius and attack slash resistance bond so yeah. quite the kit <laughs> yeah the, the uh from what i can from what i've found it looks like her um mythic skill the chaos named will activate her uh weapon uh effect but the sabotage skill will not so i don't know exactly what determines which debuffs will activate or not um essentially the way her mythic skill works is essentially if they have res uh less than or equal to her resistance minus three uh the highest of their four sets attack defense speed and Resistance will be debuffed by negative five, and they figure on average weapons have about 15 points of attack, so the attack skill is subtract 15 from it to compare the fourth, whichever is highest at that point. Oh, okay. And now, um, this character, she doesn't seem like kind of a tanky. She's not a dragon unit, so she doesn't have high, you know, physical resistance, right? She's more of a a, a mage, anti-mage? Oh, yeah, she's definitely high resistance, um, and most of her stuff is based off of her resistance, so you probably want a resistance boon for her. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's definitely high resistance, but weak attack. I think um, without a 
defense boon, she has 15 attack at uh, level 40. So, hmm. yeah. And, and any melee on her, she's sliced to bits. Well, that's no fun. So she's more of a support character slash sort of mage, anti-mage character. Yes and no. I mean, she yeah, she can hit hard, but if she doesn't kill him in her first attack, if they have disencounter, she's probably not going to survive. Hmm. You know? Okay. Now, have you used her a lot, or have you just been kind of putting her through her paces uh, with, uh, with Tempest Trials? I've been leveling her with te- Tempest Trials, and she's moving up pretty decently, but beyond that, haven't done much with her, looked at her much yet. Okay. Uh, the, you know, the assessment I was kind of looking at did indicate that um, a player will be very will be able to utilize her pretty well because you control where she moves and stuff. But the computer and its stupid decisions is likely to put her in a place where she gets killed pretty easily. Right. So you're not thinking so. she's going to last very long in auto battle, but if you kind of if you kind of poke around in there and keep her mm-hmm. behind enemy line or behind. Uh, behind ally lines you'll be fine kind of the case yeah um also uh like the main place you're going to be using her because she's a dark hero and she reduces the amount of lift you lose when you lose uh on defense in ether raids will be the computer controlling her in ether raids so she'll be utilizing her loss of uh resistance or loss of lift Quite often, unless you manage to um, build a decent, a good team around her. Hmm. Okay. So. Well, it's, it sounds like she's uh, she's interesting. So, uh, you know, it's yep. it's funny. Like, um, let's talk about this. You know, last week we you kind of threw it out there. I think early on in this show's history, the Discord had kind of talked about when Mythic Heroes were. Actually, I think when Mythic Heroes were announced, or maybe it was Legend. Anyways, Yoon was brought up as like, oh, well, Micaiah's bird might be a Mythic or Legendary hero. Or like, what? And uh, I think they, it might have been someone in the Discord was saying, oh, yeah, spoilers for the end of the Telia series, but that bird was a goddess the whole time. Um, I don't think it was quite fully spoiled. I think um, it was, I don't know if it was teased in there or not, in there first or not, but. Um, I think when uh, I did tease at some point that there's more to Micaiah's bird than meets the eye or something. I don't think yeah. I quite said, you know, exactly the way you phrase it. But you know, well, I, I don't think it was, think it was... teased there. Yeah, it wasn't spoiled back then. It was last week when I kind of fully spilled the beans. No, I know. Last week we had you had said and, and we thought, oh yeah, that would be pretty fun. I mean, I I joked that I was gonna guess Mila every every other month, but. Um... Yep. <laughs> I was wrong, and you were you were right, uh, and we got I, the bird. Well, technically, I wasn't right because you know I had no actual guess. I just said that she was a possibility. I just didn't expect her to be this one. Well, it's nice yeah. that they've switched things up. You know, like we obviously yep. have our our heroes that we expect to see, but it's great that they've kind of looked at Yoon and said, like, no, let's give them the bird. You know, let's let's flip them the bird, throw it up there, and see how it goes. Yep. Uh, and I've started my mythic potentials list, and, you know, there's a lot of dragons in there, like Naga, Grima, as, you know, actual Grima, not just the Robin version. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medeus from Arcania. I have Maladus in there because I couldn't remember his name. I think Medeus, who we're heading towards fighting, is a dragon, evil dragon god. Aren't they all? Uh, you know, of course, Duman, Mila, and then there's Saros. 
Uh, there's the other half of Yoon, uh, I think Ashun it was, or something like that. Oh, or yeah. Ashira. I think it might have been Ashira, and the combined of the two of them is Ashunira or something like that. It's I don't know the exact details because I never got through the games and saw it in person. But, you know. So it was a fun, it was a fun little slip, and we got, we got talked to in Discord about spoiling an old yeah, I game. I think it was half joking. It was a joke. Know, it is an old game, but I didn't know. Yeah, I, I had got no ripped idea. on for spoilers. It's like <laughs> gotta use that spoiler tag, guys. <laughs> well, I'm glad in our that, discussion. I know, I know. I'm, I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we got it out there because I think it was a, it was a yeah. solid guess, and obviously. Um, even if you were joking, you were you were right on. Um, so yep. you're you've got a note here that uh, every every time they add a new legendary mythic hero, they kind of say, and expect this hero to return again in July. And that kind of, yep. if you're paying attention enough, so, you can pull all the pieces together, and it creates a pretty interesting puzzle. So you've kind of got a breakdown of of what we've been given yep, with I've Yoon. Got the schedule, which I think you've linked once or twice. Uh, Yoon is uh, returning in June. Not July, uh, but Robin and or Air and Azura are holding off till June, July. However, I did notice something when filling this out, is that we're having an increasing number of heroes each month. Uh, next month, and actually the next two months, uh, we currently have five heroes scheduled. Uh, next month in April, we have Ike, Marth, and Roy mm-hmm. in the red column. Yorm in the blue, and Hector in the green, which suggests we'll get a new legendary colorless hero, but that also means we'll have six out of the 12 heroes, unless they increase the number of heroes total, six out of the 12 heroes are going to be legendary or mythic heroes. Hmm. So you're thinking um, the legendary banners are just going to get more and more valuable with these strong heroes being present? Uh valuable to a degree uh, and also they're either going to decrease the number either increase the number of heroes on the banner making them you know more options popping up or they're we're going to have fewer and fewer uh seasonal or non heroes like brave selica or just generic heroes like brave selica hmm you know, because uh, May also has five heroes already scheduled with Erica, Reed, Tiki, and Lynn. Oh, no, that one. Yeah, five. Erica, Reed, Tiki, Lynn, and, and Duma scheduled to be back in May. Which right. means that we'll, you know, whatever new hero we get that month will be a six hero then. Uh, however, the thing is that June already has six heroes scheduled. We have Ryoma coming back, as well as Ephraim, Lucina, Gunthra, Yoon, and Robin, all scheduled to be in that month. Which, hmm. in theory, if we, as they said, we're getting a new hero that month, we will have seven legendary or mythic heroes on the band. Hmm. So... So you do you think They're in slowly April increasing the number right do you think the 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 months you flagged with the highest amount so June we have six and seven on the banner do you think June might see a change to the way the legendary banners work 
uh, with... It's entirely possible, or it could just be the fact that we'll have uh, seven or eight legendary heroes and two of each normal and uh, seasonal, or they'll just go legendary and seasonal only on those banners. Mm -hmm. Not sure. It'll be interesting to see what they end up doing at the end uh, at the end of it all, because again, the game's been around for three years. You're always going to continue to have more of these legendary and mythic heroes to deal with, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. We did tease that the voting gauntlet got uh, a much-needed update that's coming down the pipeline, actually probably you know, starting in just a couple days here. Mm -hmm. um, Eddie, you've got a insert uh, gif from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with um, that character with the red yarn, basically, is, is basically what we're going to go through here, but I we don't know whether it's going to be worth the changes, whether they're going to be good, but we do know what they're changing to voting on it, and it's a bit complex. Eddie, I know you wrote this yeah. out. I want to let you go through it. We're going to probably have to stop in between points here to kind of like gauge where we're at, but but let's let's go through yep. this. It is complex. Uh, the images do it far oh, yeah. more justice. So, I mean, yeah, it looked quite simple because it's just two small little notes on the... Uh, page saying that you know essentially um i completely missed it so yeah it says changes from the last gauntlet uh it talked about battle ballots uh will be or how you use to participate in the thing will be refreshed at one an hour max of eight and an in turns bonus for the leading team uh and it's like wait battle ballots that's not how you participate or wasn't before mm -hmm. before it was just every half an hour you could hop in uh, so when you hop in, um, and we'll figure out, find out what happens Monday when it actually debuts, but when you hop in, you will have battle ballots up to eight, just like the lances in um, Bland Conquest. Uh, essentially, every you'll have eight of them. They refresh once an hour. You can use them one at a time, or you can use them eight at a time. Uh, whether or not there'll be an item to refresh them or not, we do not know yet. Um, so you have, uh, eight battle ballots that refresh over time. Uh, so you go in, once you fight, finish the battle, it showed a actual picture of a new screen. Uh, well, let's first go over what's the same. Okay. Uh, your friend bonus seems to be the same. Uh, I don't, I looked back at the previous voting gauntlet in the beginning of March and... It didn't specify how the friend bonus was calculated, uh, but it looked like um, with no flags and 10 friends, you would get 50 points uh, per round. Um, and in this in this one, it looks like that would be the same case because uh, there's a screen that shows you after one round with a score of 50. So I'm guessing that means it is the same case. It actually explains it out this time. You get a bonus times five times the number of friends up to 10 um so that seems to be the same uh you still get a 1.1 times multiplier if you use the same hero as you're supporting so if you're supporting garnef and use garnef you get a 1.1 times uh and that's about it or no it is still 3v3 and i'm guessing they pull i didn't read the exact details but i'm guessing they pull them out uh the same way they did uh, one random person, one person from your friends list who's also supporting that character, and whichever character you send in. 
Mm -hmm. um, now, that's about where the similarities end. Uh, there's still, I guess it is still 45 hours before they calculate it. And the uh, pity bonus is still the same, as far as I could tell. Uh, however, when you finish your round, instead of having the 30-minute timer cooldown, uh, you will get a screen that shows gives you an option to select how many battle ballots you want to use and how many flags you want to use. The battle ballots, like in Grand Conquest, will multiply it by however many you use. You use one battle ballot, it just is a times one. You use all eight. If you have all eight available, it's a times eight. Flags is where it gets a bit different. Uh, previously, the flags for, were a one-for-one uh, bonus. You use no flags, you don't get any bonus, but if you use five flags, it multiplies it by five. If you use ten flags by ten, you use two hundred flags, it multiplies it by two hundred. However, now you need forty flags just to get five uh, uh, times five multiplier. I think it was eighty flags for time ten was shown on the screen, and it maxes out at 800 flags for a times 100 multiplier. So, the flags are not worth as much anymore, but, you know, because you use a lot more flags to get a lot less bonus. Hmm. Uh, but it then calculates out... Sorry about that. <laughs> I was Fire trying to pull up the heroes. screen, so I... Yeah, I was trying to pull up the screen to verify exactly what it was showing. Yeah, and, but, um, like, it's really... I wonder if a lot of people missed this update because it was in the notes. I, I mean, I know I did. Like, usually when yeah. Bone and Gauntlet's announced, I'm like, all right, yeah, this is the thing we talk about rubber banding every couple months. Yeah, but this is, uh, this yeah, is a huge most change. most of the time, I'll, you know, if I go any further than just seeing the announcement, I'll take a look at who's participating in it. Mm -hmm. And we haven't mentioned that, but this, it's the Battle of the Villains, or whatever you want to call it. It's Garneth, Julius, Duma, Idun, or Ithun, or however you pronounce that one, but Idun, from the Beyond Darkness banner, Arden, Garen, uh, Melgrima, and Surtur. So, who's your favorite villain? Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, 40... 40 flags for a times 5, 80 flags for a times 10, 200 flags for a times 25, 400 flags for a times 50, and 800 flags for a times 100. Hmm. So. But and then you, you select how many? Huh? I was just going to say, like, I mean, not to spend a ton of time on this, because we're obviously going to play a bunch of the voting gauntlet to, to experience these changes, and we'll talk about it next week as well. Do you feel on the surface, that these changes address the drastic rubber banding that would take place when someone was losing, considering there is now an advantage bonus as well, that that can max well, out at we half. Haven't covered the, yeah, we haven't fully covered the advantage bonus, but I think with the advantage bonus and the fact that if you really are pushing for those extra flags when you have the pity bonus, mm -hmm. uh, you can help the rubber banding when you go in every half an hour. Right. Here, you if you use all eight of your flags, it's going to be an hour before you can hop back in again. Um, 
you know, at least an hour. So it's possible that things will change in that hour and you'll no longer be the pity. Um, yeah, the endur there's an endurance bonus of um, essentially the duration times 0.5 instead of 0.1 plus 1.05. Uh, so it's a little less than half of what the pity bonus is. But it does give the leading team a chance to stay in the front in the front uh you know if the team is leading because they are more popular uh it's likely there's more people putting you know votes towards them and you know they will you know with more people and a b bit of a bonus they might be able to stay in front during that last hour too yeah, well, in my mind, now that there's a, a winner's advantage as well as a loser's advantage, you can actually, like you said, you, you can rally. And, and the posts, so I don't know if you guys subscribe to the Fire Emblem Heroes uh, subreddit, but th that thing is just filled with memes once the voting gauntlet, early on when the voting gauntlet was happening, it would be filled with memes for, for specific heroes that people were cheering for. So now that cheering is going to mean more than just random posts on a Discord or on a Reddit. It's actually going to get people probably to rally and keep a winner in the winning position or try to... It, it, means, it means community could affect this a little bit more uh, with the advantage uh, boost. I could be wrong, but I'm hoping that's what, that's what happens. Yep. But... Um. It'll be interesting to see when this thing launches. We won't have to wait long. It starts on April 1st, so not too long from now, and, and we'll get to, uh, you and I will both get to experience it. Do you have anything else you want to add on, uh, on you know, these changes to Voting Gauntlet? Uh, not really. I will note that I did notice this, just noticed this. Mm -hmm. um, the way the battle flags will work is that depending on the number of battle ballots used, the number of battle flags required uh, multiplies. So the example that I was referring to is if you use eight battle ballots, that's the cost. So it looks like it multiplied the multiplier times the number. So battle ballots are technically a one-to-one -one per battle ballot. Hmm. The flags. Okay. So. so essentially if you're only using one battle ballot, you should only need 5, 10, 25, 50, and... 100 flags mm -hmm. instead of the amounts I was mentioning. Okay. Well, I look forward so. to checking out these changes. I mean, you had noted when you were talking to me in the Discord about it, um, or in, in just uh, direct messages, that this is the first time they've changed Voting Gauntlet since the initial sort of rubber banding mechanic with the advantage boost. Or, sorry, the yeah, disadvantage I mean, boost. Yeah, essentially the first... Uh, Voting Gauntlet or two, there were numbers that were way out of whack where one person was, you know, there was no chance the losing team would ever do anything because they were just, you know, they were a million to the other players, 10 million type thing. Yeah, like it was it drastic. It was in the billions than the millions, but... Yeah, well, it was... And it was they at, added the rubber... Yeah. Right. No, I was just going to say, like, it was it was at a point where eventually, like, you just felt like, well, this mode is useless, you know, because you, you, you yeah, chose the wrong it, team. it felt even more useless... And then they added the rubber banding mechanic, which was nice. It made the scores look a lot more even. But then you had the fact that someone who, you know, was doing so poorly that they got so they got a, a times seven in the last round where the winning 
the leading team had nothing to help them stay ahead, and they just blew past them. Mm -hmm. They were down by over a billion, and suddenly they were up by two billion. Because when you multiply everything times seven, that yeah. goes a long way. It does. It does. And and um, yeah, I look forward to these changes. It really shows that Intelligent Systems is interested in addressing modes that is getting negative attention and i think voting gauntlet yep. was starting to be one of those modes so i mean yeah in looking at this it looks like they put a lot of thought into it you know it wasn't just okay let's try this and throw it at the wall they actually looked at it thought about it and hopefully this will prove to keep a decent uh decent um you know a low difference between them but make it so that the actually more popular character does win the round. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't wait to try this out because honestly, Voting Gauntlet was one of those modes that I did like, but felt I felt the pain similar to other folks where it's just like, ah, guys, I don't like I I can't do it with this this rubber banding. So we'll see how this works. Yeah, it Hopefully, was, it works out for the best. Yeah, it was rubber banding, and it led to a lot of times, and some people might still do it, but. A lot of times where people were picking their unit because they thought they would be in the in the back so they could maximize their personal flags. Here this might have a lot more people just picking the character they want to win and hoping that the endurance bonus will keep them ahead if they're likely to if they're a popular character. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be it'll make for tighter races, so I can't wait to see how it shakes out with the community. Looking at our next topic here, just an update on Summoner's Focus. We're going to have a straw poll up and running for Genealogy of the Holy War. Uh, that is our next Summoner's Focus, so definitely click on the link in the show notes and in our Discord to vote for your favorite Genealogy of the Holy War character that we picked for the straw poll, because I don't think we got any suggestions in the Discord, did we? No, we haven't gotten any suggestions in the Discord, so if you want to throw them in uh, tonight, uh, you know, today or tomorrow uh we'll probably try and get the straw poll up by monday and take into account any of those suggestions at that point uh but yeah we currently have no suggestions if we don't get any we'll just pick five random heroes yeah that'll be good uh all right let's talk Ugh. let's talk game club fire emblem shadow dragon we are near the finish line we are so close we played through to uh through chapter 23 and that's what we're going to talk about tonight, chapter 22 and 23. Eddie has been nice enough to split the story into two chapters, so I'll kick us off and Eddie will wrap it up, and then we'll talk about our thoughts and feelings thus far. Chapter 22, we meet Michaelis, brother of Maria and Minerva, who is manipulated by Garneth and his own lust for power. A lot of flyers and decently strong enemies here, but they are stuck behind the magical fortress walls that prevent even flyers from crossing which is helpful for us as well, especially since, you know, ballistas can fire from uh, from a far distance and shoot over them. If you take Marth to the one village on the map with the Star Sphere and Light Sphere, Goto will turn them into Starlight. If you don't have them, he will bemoan your foolishness, but note that weapons like Gradius, uh, Gradivus might work on Garneth. Um, and funny enough, if you talk to him when you don't have them in your inventory as Marth, he will... He will get angry with you, and Marth will be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Oh you... yeah, that's that's how I knew about that. But you can, if you then bring them to him, you can um, 
still talk to the village. It doesn't shut its doors until he gives you starlight. Unless he gives you starlight. So. Yeah. yeah and he will... He, he, I did talk to him. I was like, oh, crap, did I screw something up? And I, I traded it and talked to him again. And he was like, oh, thank you for bringing these to me. And I'm like, dude, we just talked. Uh, do you have, like, short-term amnesia? What's, or amnesia? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of the same thing for me. I'm like, I figured it was going to be a between-chapter thing where they did it. But no, you got to bring him to him. I go talk to the village, and he's like, oh, why don't you have them? And it's like, well... He's holding one of them because it makes it so his weapons don't fall weaken. <laughs> I have yeah. the other in the convoy. I can grab it out for you. Yeah, just give me but, a second, old man. Man, this is so... And, yeah, I went and did that and had, you know, brought my ballistician was using it because he's the only one who could actually attack over the wall, which is kind of the weirdest thing. You can shoot over the wall, but you can't fly over it. Now, not going to try and figure that one out. Um... But uh, had him, you know, had him meet up with Marth and give him the thing, pulled the other out of the convoy and went right back in and got it. And shortly after my game froze up and I had to replay the whole thing again. And this time I brought the item up a little quicker. But so I didn't have the him complaining at me. Hmm. Yeah, he's an old man and he has to be ignored because uh, he's old. I don't know. I'm just being rude. Um, okay, chapter 23, Eddie. Let's talk about Garnif, because this is the grand showdown. Uh, yep, in chapter 23, titled Dark Pontifex, which, if you played uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, you might recognize at least part of the map. Uh, we chase down Garnif, where he thanks us for getting rid of future problems, such as Michaelis or Camus, uh, and possibly great, poss you know, future leaders, but, you know, because... In between chapters, he bemoans having to kill people like Michaelis and Camus um, for him. And uh, then, I can't remember if it's just a random soldier or a Melodist or a little old grandpa guy who we don't play but has been running around with us, uh, tells us, oh, well, if we just take the tower, we will complete what we need to do. But if you want Falchion, you have to defeat Garnet. And of course, Garnif can only be defeated by Starlight, or those legendary weapons that were mentioned. Uh, I didn't actually test whether the legendary weapons would have worked on him, but in theory they would have. Uh, so, there's some more of those magical walls that you can't fly over, that make a nice tight corridor, and a bunch of uh, sorcerers who look identically like Garnif. So you don't know which of the three Garnifs is Garnif. Although if you use simple logic, he's obviously the one that's going to be hardest to reach. But you know, well, wait. You where found was him as one of the first two? Where was your Garnif? My Garnif was the one past the end end of the map. Okay, because mine was the mine was the closest. Oh, so, so it does randomize where Garnif is. Yeah, because so. on the map there's one to your far right that you can just run over and kill. Like it's on the other side of the map, yep. but you have to run all the way there. Right. It's the first one you encounter, and he had, and when I killed him. He had Felchin, and he dropped it, and the rest were kind of like illusions. Yep. They didn't disappear, but... Okay. So it does change where he is. I didn't re know for sure, because I only played it once, and I killed the one right near me, and killed the one on the way up up the map, and he was, of course, the one hiding in the back. Uh, thanks to some lucky RNG, um, my mage did not get killed by him doubling him 
12 damage every time. You know, I had 36 health, and he only hit once every swing, and I got a healer in there to keep him high enough and killed Garneth. Um, so after you hit him with Starlight once, was he vulnerable? No, he wasn't. I had to hit him Starlight twice, and luckily Merrick, who had who had Starlight, was able to take the hit. Um, yeah. Nothing else would affect him. I I usually had like a follow up guy, unless I unless I just didn't do it and I'm mistaken. Did well, you? No, in my experience, it was only Starlight that damaged him. And the way I knew the others were not Garnef is that my other characters would damage him when he got there. I actually never attacked um, the actual real Garnef with anyone but Merrick, who also had Starlight for me. Uh, like I said, um, my Merrick was getting doubled 12 times 2 every time from Garnef uh, while he was doing 12 to Garnef. And I got lucky in the fact that... Um, Merrick dodged at least one of his two attacks every round. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Those three rounds, he had 36 health. He would have gone down if he had gotten two attacks on one round and not been healed up enough. Yeah, I didn't really have many so. issues with Garnif. It was really, I think it was more the... There was a couple of long-range spellcasters that I kind of had to tank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. But, but I... Tiki was also very helpful because none of the casters could do much to her. No, yeah, she was really good. Honestly, power unit. Yeah. Uh, if you if you missed out on recruiting her in this game, I f have a feeling she's going to be coming up a lot uh, in the next episode yeah. as well. But like, um, with the first Scarnif, I baited him out with uh, like Lena, who has you know hot, some of my highest resistance. Uh, I think Lena and Maria both have 15 or 16 resistance, so I baited him out with Maria or Lena, one of the two. And when she was damaging him, I'm like, okay, so this is not the real Garnef, and just smacked him down with other people. Oh, so the real, so, so the fake Garnef can be hit by whomever. Yep. Ugh, man. <laughs> Only the real Garnef has him Hulu. So. so, so that was the funny thing because I took out the real Garnef and then I just continued to use Merrick with Starlight. So I probably didn't need to do that. That might have been a waste of probably nope. the strongest magic tome in the entire game. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so if, you know, whenever you uh, hover over them in the battle prediction, it was saying that, oh no, you're going to do no damage and he's going to double you with this ton of damage. Mm -hmm. But when you actually go into the battle, you do damage and he does a tenth of the damage or, you know. A fraction. So a fraction of the damage it predicted he would do. Right. So, the outside screen suggests you're not going to hurt him, but once you get in there, you will hurt him. Okay. So, which was an inventive way to do it. Uh, but yeah, after you defeat him, or if you defeat him, um, you, and once you beat the map, uh, once you defeat him, he will mention that, you know, he's shocked that you managed to get Starlight, but you you still have no chance against Medeus. Uh, you know, but after you finish the map, you are reunited with your sister Elise, uh, who Garnef kept alive in an attempt to force her to use the Alm Staff, which can resurrect someone. Uh, and she want he wanted him to use it for Garnef, uh, and she asked you to take her to retrieve because only someone of royal, a uh, princess of royal blood, can use it or something like that. Uh, and she wants you to take her with you to retrieve the staff so she can use it for you. So. Mm. Are we suspicious that she may have ulterior motives? 
No. No. <laughs> you're so you're so trusting. She has been in she has been under Garnus' uh, wing for the last at least probably five years, right? That that's how time like maybe longer. Uh, they never specified exactly how long, but yeah, a number of years, and maybe she is. But I think I've looked. At, I think I've read ahead, and I don't recall them mentioning her. And also, she joins as a playable character next chapter. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I didn't really know that, but. Uh... Yeah, I, no, that's good. I double checked the recruitment list to verify there wasn't anyone that I was that I recruited and forgot about, or, um, you know, was supposed to try and recruit that I missed. And I noticed that she joins at the beginning of chapter twenty-four. So, mm-hmm. now were there any other differences in these two chapters that you might have experienced, like any characters that you lost? Well, yep, I let my second character die. Um, in chapter twenty-two, when you finally get in get up to that um get up to the little courtyard that Michaelis is in uh you have those six forts that constantly spawn guys especially once you get in there and um in an attempt while i was trying to get people onto those forts to stop them from spawning uh medea i think she critted someone and killed them when she shouldn't have and another guy got in and killed her and i'm like you know what i'm not fighting i'm not she was kind of iffy to begin with, so I'm not worrying about it. Let her die. No. So ruthless. No, I'm in. I'm it's on. Technically, I'm in the how way. you're supposed to play the game. So it de- it definitely is uh, for us resetters. Uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where I think Medea for me is also a character where she's kind of she's one that I could probably pass or fail. You know, if she were to double somebody or crit someone and then open up, uh, a, you know, an opening for. For someone else to come in and just finish her off, yeah, I'd probably let her go as well, especially yeah. if I wasn't at a at a decent reset can't, point. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. If it was a healer or someone else that would have gotten um, like surrounded and possibly killed, might have even been Sita, uh, who was sitting there in range of an archer. Mm-hmm. And I was fully expecting the archer to attack her and possibly kill her. And if that happened, I probably would have reset. But um, you know, Medea made for good fodder. I brought I brought in Medea to help protect someone else, uh, keep you know the archer far enough away and the guys with lances far enough away, and like um, either I had the had a weapon on her that allowed her to kill someone early, or than it should have, or she critted on them, and then another flyer came in and finished her off. Yeah, okay, it sucks that she got killed, but it's better than one of the other characters, so <laughs> No, I feel ya. Sounds like it sounds like that that is a a, a forgivable uh, uh, you know, a decent loss. Mm-hmm. Considering we're close to the end of the yep. game, you probably have your 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 team, yep, so two chapters remaining. Yep, we and are we aiming to... to finish the game. Yep, finish those by next week. So check in see what's going on um as we mentioned last week conquest will be our next uh fates conquest will be our next game so if you want to get a head start in there uh we'll potentially catch up to you but yeah and no feedback uh no no really no strong feedback on conquest so i think i think our our we weren't necessarily worried either resolved to us doing this or they feel they understand that you know they can Yelled us, but it's not going to change anything. <laughs> they want us to be happy, Eddie. They just want us to play a newer 3DS game. <laughs> oh God, please let us play something with 3D art. Uh, just kidding. I don't actually mind the the Shadow Dragon art grew on me a little bit. So, yep. 
All right, good sir. Well, let us find the Eltrealm Gate, enter through its portal, and discuss the future. The future of the Fire Emblem franchise as we look closer at Fire Emblem Three Houses, this time focusing on the Golden Deer House. Eddie, you've got a rundown yes. here. Let's talk about it. The Golden Deer House, the house of the Leicester Alliance. You know, those British always misspelling things by adding random letters you refuse to pronounce. Mm -hmm. But no you in there, so... You get Leicester. No you? What? uh, British usually add used thing. Canadians also. True. But, you know, you got those ones like, you know, like Leicester here. It looks like it should be Leicester or Leicester or something like that, but... How is it pronounced then? Leicester is what they said in the video, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's just wrong. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean it's not as bad as some of the irish words like siobhan is not spelled i-o-b-a-n yet that's how the irish spell it so huh just different languages have different quirks although english is the same language as us but still <laughs> i guess british english has different quirks than american and canadian english mm-hmm. yeah. um but uh they are the uh, house we have the least amount of information to spec- speculate on. Uh, there are only six characters we see that are believed to be a part of the Golden Deer house, uh, and we only have four of the names of those characters. Uh, also, most of those characters don't have a lot of side thing. They're just pretty much all seen in the background in a uh, strategy meeting with Claude, who is the house leader, Claude, of course, in his magical bow. Uh there are also, uh, like I said, a bunch of them in the strategy meeting. Uh, there's the heavy-built, kind of armored-looking unit uh, character, Raphael. Uh, looks very similar to characters like Draug and... Uh, oh, it's coming true. He's invisible. Oh, Kellum, was it? From Awakening? Um, um, yeah, I'm not... I don't really remember. Uh, he, he's, as, he's as invisible as he was in the game. So, um, so this Raphael, is he a bad dude? I don't think so. Okay. Does he have a I mean, brother named Michelangelo? If he does, they didn't mention it in the video. Okay. Then again, they barely mentioned his name. So. <laughs> All uh, right. There's also the red-headed Leone, uh, who we see wielding a bow. Uh that's okay. about it. <laughs> yeah. Leone, she's uh, wearing... She's, she's wielding, wielding a bow during the strategy meeting, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also see uh, Hilda sitting there looking bored with her pink pigtails. Uh, she was noticed in the debut trailer also wielding a bow, so apparently they do have a fascination with bows in the Leicester Alliance. Uh, and then we have a young lad with glasses and a stern-looking male with, uh, I guess, blue hair or purplish hair. Yeah. Uh, both seen in the strategy meeting who we don't have names for. Hmm. So. so that, like, that wraps up, you know, we have some other characters and stuff we'll probably talk about next week, but those are the three houses, and, and man, it is kind of surprising how little information we have on the Golden Deer house. So it'll be really interesting yeah. to see have, when we get more info. We have very little information in the house, and... I doubt we have anything past chapter 5 or maybe 8, if that far. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you do get all the characters from all the houses, 
this is nowhere near a normal Fire Emblem roster. No. You know? Well, we we don't really even. And I like, think even know... with all three houses added together, that's nowhere near the size of a normal Fire Emblem roster. I agree. Yeah, and and as I was saying, I think we don't really have a good breakdown of the classes either. Like we know we know very little about how this is going to work like in other fire emblem games like oh yeah that's the sword guy that's the cavalry that's you know that's the archer that's the mage yeah we'll and definitely touch tough. into the classes uh if not next week some point in the future but the classes from what we've seen so far are definitely a little different and interesting so you yeah know. well i look forward but, to when we get some more information on this game and i really hope that we get something Sooner rather than later, yes. probably not for another couple months though. Probably not. Hopefully sooner, but who knows? Probably not till at least E3. Oh gosh, yeah, you're right. Probably. Well, that's gonna do it for Summoner's Call this week. Thank you so much, Eddie, for jumping in and having this great Fire Emblem Heroes conversation. Hope you all enjoyed it. Tune in next week for more Game Club and more Fire Emblem Heroes. Discuss. No, no, sorry. No Game Club next week. Turn in next week for not Game Club. We're going to do Summoner's Focus and talk about Genealogy of the Holy War. So that's going to be fun. Uh, you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Email the show, fay at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, Eddie at Drellfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.